So as I say, it's a movable feast this afternoon as we bring you the latest on those election results, but very pleased to find time for Dom Corrie, our movie reviewer. Hi, Dom. Hi, Jesse. And I'm so keen to hear your thoughts on these movies, the New Zealand ones in particular. Kind of a shame to me that Loop Track and Bad Behaviour came out at the same time and almost a couple of similarities between them as well. Yeah, we, um, should we start with Loop Track, yeah. which is the more pure New Zealand film yeah. of the two, uh, written, directed by and starring Tom Sainsbury. First thing you notice about this film is that it's it uh, contradicts kind of what we know about him as a performer, which is interesting. He's obviously got other ambitions and talents to explore and, and, and show to the world. He plays a, a tormented guy going on a, a bush uh, walk. And he he thinks he's someone's following him. He's he's kind of got a paranoid mindset, and and things take a turn. Uh, for the first hour of this film, I got to admit I was rolling my eyes quite a lot. <laughs> it's doing a lot of the things that I bristle at in New Zealand films, in that <clears throat> it felt like none of the acting was naturalistic. Uh, the dialogue was all very on the nose. The the photography. I mean, it was obviously not a big budget film, but it felt like a lot of corners had been cut in terms of the production. It felt like a little bit of a smell of an oily rag film, but <laughs> boy, did it turn it around yeah. in the last half an hour. I've heard that final action sequence is quite spectacular. <clears throat> My words. Have you seen the film? No, I, I'd, I'd hesitate from characterising it in that way. Uh, it's it's a film that. A lot of films try to make you think they're going to do one thing, then they do something else. Mm. This film succeeded in mm. doing that. It, it genuinely caught me off guard. I was genuinely surprised. Surprise in movies is a very rare thing mm. these days. And I give all credit to the filmmakers for, for really getting me back on board in that last half an hour, that final third of the film. It's a film <clears throat> that, that yeah, just it, it gives a good sense of misdirection. Even if you're sitting there thinking, okay, this is going to misdirect me, where it ends up going, I just thought was oh, that's uh, great. Just fun and cool. Great and you, so, yeah, yeah I, I recommend it for that. But as I said, I was sitting there with my arms crossed, frowning for the first yeah. hour. And, and I've talked about this before in that New Zealand acting styles, I think a lot of it is in the perception of it as well. We just, we're still not sort of sure what it means to be a New Zealand character on screen talking to another New Zealand character. Mm. I think our, we, we've got some work to do in terms of just relaxing a bit on camera. And some of those issues really played in here. And I was sort of like, God, are we ever going to be able to just chill out in our own films? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it really brought it together in the end. Yeah. And, Look, maybe it was made on the smell of an oily rag. Um, the good news for people like Tom Sainsbury and other filmmakers involved is this will be quite a calling card, right? Even if it's not perfect in every way, people around the world, including people who do finance movies, will be able to say, hey, this is what you do with that much money. What could you create with these fantastic ideas and totally. sort of vision with, with Absolutely. a decent yeah. budget? Yeah. Very interested to see what, what these people who've been working together for a while, I believe they won a couple of the 48-hour yeah. film competitions. Uh, yeah, definitely ready to scale up their their ambitions for sure. Okay, that's Loop Track. And then there's Bad Behaviour that opened on the same day. It's uh, written, directed and star written and directed by and stars Alice Englert, who I spoke to on the show um, a couple of days ago. Um, I don't think it's problematic to introduce her as Jane Campion's daughter among the other things no. that she does in her own right, but it's 
Um, it feels a bit loaded in the, Nepo, in the Nepo baby <laughs> yeah, con- yeah. discourse, doesn't it? Uh, she has every right to be assessed on her own merits. Mm. And, and as you pointed out in the interview, she's been doing her own thing for a while. But she also described herself as a film brat. And it's sort of tricky to know how to access this film within that context because she said that it's that parts of her life infuse the film, but it's not autobiographical. She plays the daughter of a famous person, and <clears throat> she's not the main character. Jennifer Connelly, who plays her mother, is the main character. And I, I found this film really interesting a lot of the time. I think the best stuff is Jennifer Connelly, at, who plays a kind of an ex-TV star who's at a, a spiritual retreat and be, where Ben Wishaw is the, the guru. And the stuff that plays out in those rooms, there's some, some really nice uh, character comedy and it taps into ideas about, you know, how when you start talking about your feelings, what kind of emotions start boiling up and, and how petty we can be even when we're trying to be the opposite of petty. The other storyline is Alice Englert's character who's working on a film production in New Zealand and she's kind of having this slight romance situation with a character played by Marlon Williams. Yeah. I sort of didn't click in with those parts of the film, but I really like the Jennifer Connelly parts. The thing that kept tripping me up with this is the Jennifer Connelly parts are supposed to be in the Pacific Northwest or something. And it's just, I don't know if it's obvious to everyone, but it just seems so much like New Zealand to me. <laughs> There's something about the houses, yeah. the, the way the grass grows, the fences, it just reeked of New Zealand. And so there was no suspension of disbelief in terms of me thinking. For a New merit. Zealander watching, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if that was apparent to anyone else, even other New Zealanders, but that that did trip me up. But it's it felt like a very navel-gazing film. And films are allowed to be that, you know. You might as well explore your own internal emotions in a movie but it was it felt super navel gazing mm. and interesting so, cast eh? yeah and Connolly's great her, her face just fills the camera in such a unique way and she's willing to make herself look quite ridiculous in her character she's sort of one of those characters who's sort of awful but you love her and uh, she's she's what's great about this film to me, and and the stuff she goes through. Ben Wishaw's kind of funny too. The, the the spiritual retreat. It was in this kind of crummy old New Zealand farmhouse, and I just felt like I was there, and and like there was no there was there was no TV, and I felt like I was sort of trapped there with the characters yeah. a little bit. Probably intentional, and probably made me engage with the film a bit more. But it didn't blow me away, but it's a fun little uh, weird kind of character comedy and and definitely interesting. Okay. Uh, and Alice Inglip, one to watch? For sure, yeah. She's been an interesting actor for a while. Uh, definitely interested to see what she writes and directs next, maybe moving a bit further away from her own experience yeah. a little bit. But she's obviously interested in characters' internal lives and, and the contradictions that we sort of all present to each other. Thank you. Dom Corrie's our movie reviewer. A quick word on Cat Person. Yeah, this is an interesting new film based on a New Yorker short story that, that went viral a few years ago. Any film that tries to kind of be about texting and dating <laughs> in the modern world, I admire because that sort of stuff is just evolving moment to moment. It's so hard to, to nail down and capture that. Yeah. For the majority of its running time, I thought this film did that quite well. It's about a young girl who meets a slightly older man. At, she works at a movie theater, and he's in his early 30s, played by Nicholas Braun from Succession, uh, cousin Greg from Succession, and the young girl's Amelia Jones from Coda. And 
they mainly kind of get to know each other via text and he's super charming via text but then it's kind of about that dynamic is is he actually not that cooler guy or (laughs) not that nicer guy and it kind of goes off the rails in the final act but i was engaged and enjoyed it great I just want to remember about the um, that famous um, movie based on the New Yorker article. Spike Jones was it? Nicholas Cage adaptation. adaptation. Uh, it was based on a book by a New Yorker writer. Okay, Susan Orlean. Yeah. And you're sure that the book wasn't based on an article that first appeared in? It the may year? well have been. I'm not prepared to to okay. put put my reputation on the line for that. Tom Curry, nice to talk to you. Thank <laughs> Cheers, you. Cheers, Jesse. <laughs>